everybody. Welcome back to Off the Beaten Clef. This time we're doing something we've kind of done before, but kind of not. It is the Freaky Friday playlist. So let's get into it. Mental gymnastics. How you got me out of your head. Teach me your tactics. How you got me off of your chest so fast. It's like your fingers just snap. And you're good and I'm mad. Yep, we're here. We're doing the Freaky Friday playlist. And I got to tell you, Kev, I'm, I'm really, really excited about this because we did like the beta version of this, uh, the first summer playlist that we did. Um, we called it the Newlywed playlist, right? Um, and that, in theory, was kind of nice because we were still kind of feeling each other out. It was like, this is music I think you're going to like. This is music I think you're going to like. And it's, it's still kind of my taste. So it's like... I don't know. It was fun, but I think we're at a stage now where we can literally pick artists, pick songs, and literally become one another. So the fun part of this this week, and it might not be fun to anybody else unless you really are really um, know me and Kevin <laughs> yeah. and you're into the show, uh, is us discussing picks that we made for one another, basically. So I built a playlist um, with Kevin in mind. Uh, knowing his taste and all that fun stuff, and Kevin did the same for me. So I don't know. What, what were your thoughts going into it? I, I was initially pretty intimidated by it. I think I told you that. Um, just because I was afraid I was going to pick bad stuff. <laughs> um, I think I you know my taste, I think, better than I know your taste. So I was a little intimidated by it, but I think I did a pretty good job. Um, I, did, I just went kind of safe with it. I went to the artists I know you loved and went to their similar artists and kind of dug through until i found a like a band name that i liked i listened to them i was like okay yeah cool this is this is within the same vein some some way some form so yeah no i i loved your picks because there are some that i really really love there's some that i've never heard of and there's some that like i know you like were dangling the carrot to get me to listen to more which is kind of the perfect (laughs) way to you know i push myself to do that so if we're doing Freaky Friday and you're in the mind of Dylan, that was kind of perfect. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited. And um, this might be a shorter episode just because we don't have a lot of audience submissions. We do have some songs of the show later on. Um, but we can start with an email from our, our boy Benji. And I've got it pulled yeah, up if you're ready it. for it. So Benji's email reads, let's get freaky. Hey, boys. Didn't quite uh, get enough time to Benji the theme to pick one for each of you this week, so I'm just going to leave What a Time to Be Alive by Fall Out Boy here. I didn't think a new Fall Out Boy album would hold my attention in 2023, but somehow it has, and I keep coming back to it, and it's because of songs like this. It's relentlessly fun musically and playfully angsty lyrically. Things like, they say I should try medication, but I don't want to be alone with my own thoughts. Uh, Give me both a cringe and a smile with listening to the album. Forever seeking that serotonin, Benji, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, love to hear it. This is a wildly different Fallout Boy than I remember. Um, it's more like electro pop almost. It's it's a strange, strange thing, and I don't really know how to explain it, but I really do like it quite a bit. It's um, it reminds yeah, me of like super different, like Panic when Panic was doing like pretty odd and like uh, getting into like um, some of the 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 mid. 2010 stuff and it was really fun i i hate stadium rock fallout boy i'm really really picky about the fallout boy that i like but this song is unequivocally a banger um yeah ben tried to get me to listen to the full album and i'm not i haven't gotten there yet but it's mostly because i've been crazy busy um yeah so i i love this song i'm very very appreciative that he he sent it to us um and we also have another uh audience submission from mason miller uh, which is more a, kind of a hybrid between just an audience submission and a song on the show. And he says, Trying by Bully. And you and I yeah, love this song, and, dude. Uh, 
yeah, it's for me. It was. It reminded me of like a mix of Courtney Love and no doubt Gwen Stefani. And it was a really cool vibe, and I, uh, I just, I was just kind of taken aback when I listened to it for the first time. I was like, oh, this is really fucking cool. And then I started picking it apart, and I was like, yeah, this is like a mix of like the greatest female artists from the the early '90s and the mid '90s. So, of course, I'm gonna like it. Yeah, I, I. I totally agree 100%. It just felt like all those comparisons that you made were so spot yeah. on and it just had it captures the spirit of like Alanis Morissette and all the the great people from the 90s. And I'm not a big Hole fan, so I didn't really 100% feel Hole, but nonetheless, I love the pick. So, thank you, Mace. And I think he directed that one more towards me, but it fits for for you and I both the same. All right. Kev, let's start with your first pick for me. Uh, yeah, so my first pick for you, Dill, was an easy one. One of your favorite bands out right now, who just released a new single the week before we did this, uh, About a Cashew you by want me, Bill Murray. You want, me, you want me to go first, since you picked it for me? Or how, uh, how do you want yeah, to do it? How abs- do you want- abs- that's fine. Let's do that. Okay. Yes. Uh, About a Cashew, thank God you picked it, because it was going to be one of my songs of the show. Eventually... Or I'm hoping it leads up to an album because the dude cranks out albums. I think the last one was in November. This one, a new single was so exciting. And you get that like little um, 90s country guitar riff to intro. Um, and it just is so fun, man. Like you hear that and you're like, oh, we're about to rage. And those guitars are so fucking meaty and chunky. And like, and it's a pop song. Like most of the time, his songs break down and then he gets a scream in there. That way it's not like oversaturated with like pop, but this I think is perfectly pop, especially getting into summer. Like he's never done just like a true pop song and he, he breaks it down and it gets like super slow towards the end, but he never like makes it super metal besides that. And I think this is the best example. If I was going to show someone power pop, this is power pop in my mind. And I love that you picked Bill Murray. It's like served it up on a tee, man. Like I wear, I love Bill Murray across my forehead and uh, we got to go see him together. So it's a, uh, it's a bond wall we share. So I really love that. This was the first pick you did. Yeah. Like I said, super easy pick for me. This is the one I had in my back pocket already. When we were talking about this last week, I knew, I knew it was, it, it popped up on my release, right? I was like, fuck easy. Got it. Uh, but yeah, again, that, that Chattahoochee ass opening, really threw me for a loop i was like this is that's just the opening to chattahoochee and <laughs> it's a uh i don't know if it, that was intentionally done 100 um, i have to I have to imagine it was yeah uh because they play it before they came on so it's got to be uh but yeah man it's just a really cool like we've, we've talked to bill murray to death but again it's just a really cool blend of like prog rock and emo and i guess that makes power pop so it's you, you never know what you're going to get with these wild boys and one sexy sax lady. So it's, it's always, it's always a fun trip listening to a new Bill Murray song. Cause you, you know what you're going to get, but at the same time you don't. And the ending breakdown fucks. Like you, you, you thought he was just going to stay just pure pop the entire song. And then you, he it's like, he can't help himself. It's like, Oh fuck. I forgot. Let's tack it on the end. <laughs> yeah. And I, dude, I, there's nothing that matches that guitar tone to me. Like he sells a little hog pedal. And I, if I ever picked up guitar, I think I would want that because I am so obsessed with the guitar tone and he's had it for such a long time. I can listen to this shit all day. I think it might be like an ADHD thing where I can just play this and play this and play this until like I get so annoyed with it. I never want to listen to it again, but I haven't got there yet. So yeah, great, great track one right out the gate. Let's go. One for one, baby. Let's go. Um, okay. <laughs> My first pick for you was Bottom Beach Terror by Necrogoblicon. Yeah, man. Uh, again, this is kind of served up on a platter. Just recently released. So one of my favorite bands. So you, you know I'm going to love it. Uh, and I was pumped to see it. I was like, fuck yeah. Okay. Necrogoblicon, great pick. I love this band. They're a joke band, but they're still really fucking good. And you snuck some fucking thrash on me. <laughs> they snuck it on us really yeah that's true that's true but yeah no, i mean I, it's like i can't help it it's like one of my favorite bands they're gonna throw a genre that i don't necessarily love at me 
but I'm going to love it because it's one of my favorite bands. So it's like this catch 22 and Carrie King from Slayer would feel right at home playing these riffs, dude. It's, it's, it's a true thrash, true thrasher through most of the song. And there's just this classic solo too, right at the end where it's like that mid nineties metal solo. And I just, it's like, fuck yes. Metal is a dead dude. I it's not dead. I promise you it's not dead because fucking, I don't know what it is about this stupid band, but I fucking love them, man. And great, great, great first pick. Yeah, there's something about the name Bottom Beach Terror that also fits <laughs> your aesthetic, too. Every time I have to type in your fucking names of songs, I'm like, you dickwad. <laughs> and Necrogoblicon, the word alone, saying it, typing it, all of it. I was like, God, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> I had a chance to just serve some easy shit up, and I made it really tough on myself. Um but yeah, it's I heard got an autocorrect for you at this point. You would think, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't have the little red lines underneath on our Google Docs. So yeah, we're getting somewhere. Um, but no, I I I think that was what attracted me to it. I was like, oh, cool, new Necrogoblicon. Kevin's probably heard it, but I also want to listen to it a little bit more because I know you love it. We've listened to it together, and I was like, holy hell! Like. Have I been sleeping on them? I did not remember them being this like thrash. So uh, it was dual threat. Like I loved it and I knew you would love it. So double win. Yeah, man. Everybody wins and that's the best case scenario. So uh, yeah, you're ready to move on to my next pick for you as you, as Dylan. Yes. I got into, I got into your head being John Malkovich style and I picked... Edward Forty Hands by Mom Jeans. And I'm curious to think hear what you think about my next picks because these were all wild cards for me. So I listened to the newest um, Mom Jean albums called Sweet Tooth, and I was a huge fan. But I never got into the old stuff, and I don't know why. I think I just like – I was like, I love this new album. I should go back and listen to more. And I, I've done that with so many bands, but for whatever reason, I haven't done that with Mom Jeans. But this song rocks, dude, and I think it's because it's not what the mom jeans I heard. They're so a little bit more like um, alt-rock now. So to hear them be like Midwest emo and like that Midwest emo intro, there's so many TikToks that like mimic that. But when you hear it on a real song, it just like, ah, oh, dude, it feels so good. It's a Bob's Burgers intro, which is yeah, amazing. Yeah. It says the band's name, which I think is like one of the one of the episodes on Bob's Burgers, they have like a band. Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, uh, yeah, the guitars are so sexy and it makes it so fun. The riffs are all over the place and it really shows where Mom Jeans has come from, at least for me, to to get like a really old Mom Jeans song was fun. The song name means nothing to the rest of the track. It's just like perfect Midwest emo <laughs> that I had never heard. And um, yeah, it was awesome. Hell yeah, because uh, I was I was worried about this because I, I knew I had heard Mom Jeans and I pr- pretty was pretty sure it was from you. So because I don't know where else I would hear it from. So when they kind of popped up in my kind of travels that I was taking in in Spotify, I was like, cool, let's see what they got. And I just happened to pick Edward Forty Hands. It sounded funny, and I heard Bob's Burgers right off the rip. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Let's let's I, I can at least listen to the rest of this song. And yeah, they they almost feel like a joke band in this song because it's kind of goofy and funny. Um, so I wasn't sure if you were going to like it, but I then I listened to it and I was like, nah, this rocks, dude. Dill's going to like this. Um, but yeah, it's like nice. It's clean. They don't really distort at all, but it's like that Midwest emo package with super clean guitar. And it's like you said, the riffs are all over the place and I really liked it, which I was surprised by. Um, so fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. I'm, I'm glad we're doing super well so far. Um, cause like I said, this was, th- this playlist is panic inducing a little bit. Cause you don't, you never want to disappoint your friends. <laughs> yeah. Especially I think you and I both, uh, my track two for you is dragging on by sleep. I'd never heard mm-hmm. you talk about sleep, but I was like, I want to do metal track because I know Kev loves him some doom metal. And so I scoured doom metal playlists that were curated on Spotify and I found one that like caught my attention. So I listened to it a couple times and I'm like, Hell yeah. This isn't eight minutes long. It's like four and a half minutes long. It's kind of perfect. I love it. And I don't get annoyed by the end of it. So I picked Dragon Out by Sleep. So what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts, we've already kind of discussed this a little bit. Uh, this was my very first introduction to Doom slash Stoner Metal. 
So literally, you couldn't have picked a better doom metal song for me with no knowledge of it whatsoever, which I think speaks volumes to this this track, right? It's just a really good fucking track. It's 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 slow. It's fucking below the earth down in the muck like it's just so fucking heavy um but where i was introduced to this was my older brother jason obviously um he showed me a movie called gummo and it takes place in xenia ohio and it's really 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 fucked up did you end up watching it that night i haven't i haven't gotten a chance to yet now yeah it's it's fucked up man it's uh if you've seen the movie kids for anybody listening it's the same guy so if you know what kids is about you know what you're kind of getting into with gummo but I always thought it was really cool because it actually was shot and takes place in Xenia, Ohio. And there's this scene in the movie that like the metal community loves because it features this song. And it's just the two kind of main characters riding down this hill in Xenia on their bikes with this fucking trudging, like slow ass metal. It just gives it this feel of like epicness. And it was fucking, it just blew my mind. I was like, this is the heaviest shit I've ever heard in my life. It's not super loud. It's not super fast, but goddamn, does it feel like a 10 ton weight when you're listening to it? And I just was addicted to it. Um, and I saw them alive at Maryland Death Fest in 2013, and they opened with this song, and the crowd lost their fucking mind, dude. It was like, fuck yes, dude. They know what they're doing. Everybody knows this from Gummo. This is their probably their most recognizable track. And just to hear the dome, 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 it just the dome, dome, dome. It's just so fucking good, man. Um, yes, dude. <laughs> I I think I liked it so much because it reminded me of when we did Deftones, and I haven't listened to Deftones since we did that episode. But this gave me that like that guitar tone made me feel like Deftones again, but way deeper and darker. But it still gave me like that tone just sticks with you when you hear it. Yeah. There's something about it. It's like getting slowly curb stomped by Andre the giant, but you kind of like it for some reason, probably because it's like, Oh cool. Andre the giant's here. <laughs> Smash your face into the ground. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, it's not even, it's not even like a curb stomp. It's like, he's just push slowly pushing your face into this nasty mud puddle. But you're like, oh man, it's cool. This is Andre the Giant. This is awesome. It's, it's fucking... quicksand. The harder you try to get out, the harder yeah. you sink in. Yeah, that's that's why I love doom metal, man. I know it's not for everybody, and I'll never, ever, ever try to get somebody into it. I'll say I like it, and I'll tell people why I like it, but I never be like, you should listen to doom metal. You should listen to stoner metal because it's you. You have to kind of discover it on your own. Um, yeah, man, I love it. It's just riff after riff. Who needs melody? Who cares? It's just one continuous, like, we're going to play the same riff for three minutes, like another minute, and then switch to another one that's slightly different. And I, I don't know. I, I do metal is just one of those weird things that if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, kind of perfect. To, I don't know. That was just pure luck, man. And I'm so happy it was the one <laughs> yeah. you, you liked first. That made me really yeah, happy to hear that. Yeah, it was perfect. I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Like, what a pick. What a what a snag out of the thin air there." Um so yeah, your third pick. Yeah. Binary Pulse. Binary Pulse by Time the Valuator. What'd you think? Uh it's metalcore goodness, dude. Like I heard this and I was like, this is nothing I've ever heard, but it is all the things that I like about metalcore. Um, and if you know me, you know this podcast, you know I love Metalcore to work out to. And this, there's two bands specifically that it reminds me of, kind of a blend of Washi Sleeps and Hands Like Houses, where they're not they're not super dark, but they can they can uh, they can riff pretty good, and they still sing their choruses, which I think is always more accessible for me to work out to. If it's too much screaming all the time or too hard all the time than like i don't know the the workout doesn't have a flow so to get songs like these this song fucking rocks dude i i love having tracks like this to work out to and i added it to a workout playlist so yeah it felt like this is you do listen to me you do know what i like to work out to so i don't know if you specifically picked it because you know i like to work out or if you were just trying to find a metal track i don't know the exact thought but i i loved it I have 100% in my notes here. I'll get to it in a second. But I actually got there from doing similar artists to Enter Shikari. And I, it took me a minute to get there. But just clicking through people, listening to a few, I was like, eh, not feeling that. But this one smacked me right in the face. Like, 
with an SCH at the beginning. Schmacked. Um, <laughs> it's uh, and like you said, man, it's like it's actually it was actually a bit selfish of me because I was like, oh fuck yeah, I like this. <laughs> but I knew once I started listening to it, um, I I heard that metalcore like that kind of progginess to it that I really really like. And I did. I wrote. Um, I love the name. Sounded cool. So I clicked it and said, "Fuck yes." Dill would get swole to this. <laughs> That's Fuck exactly yeah. what I wrote, Melt, word for word, in my notes here. <laughs> I'm a simple um, man. I like working out to metal. Yeah, and who doesn't, man? Um, but yeah, I just wanted to help you stick with kind of what you. I, I know that you love, and I know you've been kind of into like your metalcore, and you're trying to get back into the gym more and getting in your health kick and why not give you a workout song what a guy what a guy (laughs) we're gonna make out if by the end of this we're just finding out that we really really pay attention to one another it's not just us speaking uh taking turns talking we're listening um that's right my third track for you is summer days the tiesto remix by martin garrix um yeah Go ahead. Take the floor. Yeah, man. I love a fun summer EDM banger. There's not much to it. Um, but especially when it's from our Lord and Savior, Tiesto. Like, around this time, every year, he just starts draft. Every week, he picks every, on a song that he likes, and he remixes it. And it's that's how I know it's going to be a good summer. It's kind of like when I have my first Arnold Palmer, when Tiesto starts dropping remixes. It's like, okay, cool. It's summertime now. <laughs> Yeah, so, go, ahead, go ahead and slap a 99 cents on this bitch because this is as good as an Arnold Palmer. That's goddamn right. Um, he's he's not only the best to ever kind of do it in like a true EDM sense, but he's the best at remixing other people's songs. Like I've heard other remixes that I really like, but he consistently takes other people's songs and makes them 10 times better because he adds so much depth to them. And I don't know how to explain it. He's just got this secret sauce that... He can take a kind of like shallow on the surface song like this was, and it feels like it's so much more vast. And like nobody wamps womp, nobody womp womps happier than Tiesto does. It's just he's got this this secret sauce, man. And that only comes from having done it for 30 years now. So yeah, I fucking love Tiesto remixes are my favorite. It's one of my safe playlists is just Tiesto remixes that Spotify curates and updates all the time. So they're dude going th- <laughs> This is probably where I spent the most time was Tiesto songs. That dude has so many singles that it is maddening. I, it stresses me out. I, I will never listen to anything but Tiesto albums because trying to f- sift through all the remixes was daunting. But I did this because I care, God damn it. And <laughs> and I wanted a summer track, so it was kind of selfish. Like I know we like summer songs, and getting a Tiesto song was important. Um but this song feels like the waves coming and going. Like it has that like that like I don't know, the rocking back and forth. And it just is it's such a good feeling and it makes you fist bump. It makes you like want to be drunk on a beach. And that was why I picked it. And I, I just hope you know the labor of love I put into going through all those mother flipping remixes and Patrick Stump's in the song. So how do you not love it? Yeah, right. And it's like, I, I understand what you're going through because anybody who's trying to get into EDM, it's incredibly daunting because they don't release albums very often. I mean, Tiesto used to release albums all the time, but some of them are like compilations of artists he loves or like people he like, me and Ben have this theory that he just produces under different names all the time just to try new stuff out. Uh, he, he Like his whole Club Life series, there's like one or two Tiesto tracks on there, but then it's like, artists he liked and was trying to blow up at the time it's incredibly confusing that world if you're trying to navigate it on spotify and you don't know what you're doing uh so i do appreciate that because i know how frustrating it can be um that's why i rely on my release radar so heavily for like new edm because otherwise it's fucking it's a fucking labor laborious task oh 100 especially a guy like tiesto that's been doing it so damn long like this I, yeah i don't know when this track was from i want to say 2016 or 2019 but to get to that point, like I even got there and I was like, okay, I like this one. I'm going to earmark it and I'll come back. But none of them hit like this one did. So I'm glad you liked it. And I'm sure you've heard it. But uh, when I found it, I was like, cha-ching. It's just light bulbs, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. 
Absolutely. So, my fourth pick for you, Warm Me Up by The Audition. What'd you think? Dude, this took me back to high school so hard. It, <laughs> and it's a time capsule because this is not a band that people remember. There's so many eras of emo and, and alt-rock and indie rock from 2004 to 2009 that's just lost. And this reminds me of hanging out with my older brother and he just like listened to so much cool shit like this. And it reminded me of like when I was like 14 and 15 and he was driving. So he would make his, he would make mix CDs and he'd put them in and songs like the audition and the cab and classic crime. And it really just opened up my mind to like, Holy shit. I remember this band and this band and this band. It was just like Pandora's box open because of one band and like this weird subgenre that uh, the audition was. Because it's like, it's like Panic at the Disco if these guys worked at a nightclub and not, like, not theater kids. You know what I mean? Like, if they, like, had a little more suave and, like, they didn't just smoke cigarettes to be cool. They, like, smoke cigarettes because they're addicted to them, you know? And, like, maybe they got a pesky drug problem or something, but, like, they still have, like, that cool singing voice. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going way off, but... That's what it kind of reminds me of. Just a, a different genre that's always felt a little more like uh, these guys have their shit together. They're a little bit older than Panic at the Disco. Yeah, and I think that's what drew me to it as well when I first popped it on. There was something in the guitar tone, something in the way the guy pre- presented his vocals. And I had never, I had no idea what, anything about this band. I knew nothing about them. Um, I actually, this was the journey that got me there was I started with the story so far and started clicking through different, different related. I know dude, weird, right? Whoa. (laughs) Um, So that's what got me, eventually got me to the audition. It took me a while to find something that was significantly like different enough. Also felt very you. So yeah, I don't know what it was about it initially, but once you get to that pre-chorus with that cool little guitar part, it immediately, immediately reminded me of the Mars Volta. And I was like, I don't care if Dill likes this anymore because I like it now. <laughs> yeah, there, so. there was something about like the the 2005 to 2009 time where the, the vocalists were so good, all of them. You know what I mean? Like Midwest Emo prides itself on like frayed vocals now. But back then, the standard was to have like a great singing voice, almost like holy shit, who is this dude? You know what I mean? So I think that's what always drew me to it was like the instrumentation is is fun and it's like kind of all the same as the time period, but the vocals were always so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. It's, it's like I said, there was just something like you were talking about, something a little bit more mature about it in a, in a, in a style that I knew you liked. And it just, I think it just immediately drew me to it. And uh, there's a great little wah pedal solo in the middle of it. And that always gets me going too. I love a wah pedal if it's done right. If it's not overdone. Uh, yeah, it's just a sick track that I really enjoyed like digging into. Yeah. Great, great job. Unlocked some really core memories that I had totally forgotten. So hell yeah. Um, my fourth pick for you is mellow my man by the roots. So, uh, yeah. What, what'd you think? Uh, pleasant surprise. This is two years in a row. You've picked a roots song for me or like two of these playlists in a row. So I think you just really want me to listen to the roots. Um, it's your love of nineties hip hop. I think. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And this is, this is exactly, exactly why I consumed so much of like black culture when I was growing up, because this is so fucking cool, man. It's like, I call it jazz hop. I guess there's just something about it. Like, I, I wrote like take me back to the 90s where this was the norm because whatever if you like mumble rap whatever that's on that's good for you there's a place for it but there's you can't look me in my eyes and tell me this isn't cooler than that because it is on every single level it's just the way it flows the way it feels it makes me want to be at a fucking block party having the best weekend of my life you know what i mean it's just everybody's having a good time it's a little too hot out but the drinks are flowing the there's food everywhere. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, maybe somebody gets in a fight, but it's broken up pretty quickly. You know what I mean? It's just like the classic. It just feels like a really hot but fun summer day. Uh, and everybody's just fucking cool. You know what I mean? It's just, it's this is the coolest place to be when you're listening to this song. Um, 
Like, give me a give me a fucking cigarette and some oversized sunglasses and let me pretend to be much cooler than I am. That's what this song does for me. Yeah. No, and, and we're in track four. So I did metal, doom metal, EDM, and then 90s hip-hop, which I felt like um, maybe I was just trying to, like, cross a bunch of T's and dot a couple of I's, but I thought it was a, a good representation of who you are because you do love 90s hip-hop, and... We're historians with with music, so we love '90s because that's like when we started hearing all this shit for the first time, and when we really started like forming our own opinions on music, and when like music really struck us for the first time. And yeah, this when I heard this, I was I was digging through some of the the '90s hip hop artists, and obviously the roots always are going to come up, and their songs always catch me by surprise how little is going on but how captivating it still is you know what i mean the beat's not yeah intricate the lyrics are though and the flow's good and it's not like a a typical flow it's just like i don't know yeah the, like verbal jazz is a, a great way to put it it just felt like it was so suave that i it was irresistible and i had to put it on here yeah, and I always listen to stuff that was like adjacent to the roots. So I listen to a lot of Tribe Called Quest, like Most Def, um, stuff like that, like um, that is adjacent to this. But I never really got into the roots for whatever reason, and uh, I, I'm I think I need to. <laughs> I think I've been resistant to it just because they're Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel's or not Jimmy Kimmel's Jimmy Fallon's house band now, and that immediately makes them less cool by by exponentially less cool because jimmy fallon's a dork Ah, he's a dork i love he's an irredeemable dork i fucking hate him i'm Um, an irredeemable dork though you know i know i identify not in the same way um anyway i just hate late night television in general now that especially now that conan's gone like yeah there's no reason to have it it's dead just just fucking kill it nobody's funny anymore nobody cares about it um it's all faked and canned whatever i'm going off on a tangent i don't need to old man late yells night. at clouds about late night television late night, no if i was an old man i'd be like oh yeah late night tv's great but no late night tv sucks <laughs> okay you win <laughs> i don't sucks. have a fight in me this week <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i i love I appreciate when you just roll over and let me win. It doesn't happen often, but uh, you're rubbing my belly right now. (laughs) That's right. Um, Um, Yeah, your fifth pick for me. Yeah, number five, Dead and Bloated by Stone Temple Pilots. Um, This came directly from, I know you've been going through like a 90s like rock and alternative kick, trying to find some stuff you missed. And I don't know if you're familiar with Stone Temple Pilots or not. I don't know if you've ever listened to them. See, because to me, that's shock- that would be shocking, but I had to kind of remove myself from that. I was like, okay, he wasn't super familiar with House Chain, so he's probably not familiar with Stone Temple Pilots, which is one of my favorite bands from, from the 90s. It's like Soundgarden, House Chain, Stone Temple Pilots. Those are like my alt-rock kind of grunge bands that I always cling to. And so I just wanted to give you what I thought was stp and scott wyland at the rockinest like dead and bloated is a fucking just a cool ass rock tune man um and i played the wheels off this track growing up it's, it's appropriately powerful for 90s rock radio while still it's, it's it's still accessible you know what i mean there's just there's something magical about 90s rock like this where it's like dude, this got massive radio play stp was a huge like top 40 band and you hear that today and you're like that doesn't make sense but it it did back then and that's what i think the magic of like someone like me who enjoys like rock and metal um the 90s were just a cool time to be alive and um the part i love this whole song i love singing along to it it's a great karaoke song but especially when it gets to the the like post or the bridge where it's i run through the world thinking about tomorrow you have to belt that with scott wyland man um it's just great it's a great track that's a 90s from a 90s staple band you dangled the carrot for sure. You were like, mm-hmm. he hasn't heard of Alice in Chains. Has he heard of Stone Temple Pilots? Could we do a Stone yep. Temple Pilots ultimate playlist? I know you were just dangling the carrot, and I fucking bit, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just another band that I missed. And I think 
Stone Temple Pilots is just like so synonymous with like the 90s grunge and alt rock. And I think for whatever reason, I kind of just lumped them in with like radio rock from the 90s. And it's I'm sure I'll dig it. But what I've heard just kind of all sounds the same. But this is not that like this is pretty heavy for fucking radio rock, dude, like this. And I it, that I think that's where it gets a little confusing because this doesn't seem like shit that would have been on the radio, especially in current radio times and current like contemporary rock and what's popular. Like this is crazy to me that this was on the radio. I mean, we talk about that all the time with the nineties, new metal and all that shit. But like, um, I was super, super pumped about this song because it made me feel the same way I felt when I found my first Alice in Chains song where I was like, Oh, Oh shit. Like yeah. <laughs> I have missed a lot. Um it's kind of, I kind of feel like I'm I've been like homeschooled with 90s rock and 90s music in general. Like I knew yeah. what I knew. I fucking I was listening to Hanson and and like um I don't know, like boy bands. So yeah. I I missed a lot of this cool stuff and Stone Temple Pilots, I'm so sorry that I was listening to Hanson instead of you. So um yeah, I love this pick. And I knew, yeah, I, I knew exactly what you were doing when I saw it on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I, I really struggled with what STP song to pick because um, they did an acoustic cover of their, so one of their songs called Plush, and it's fucking gorgeous. But it wasn't a good entry point. You have to know Plush, and you have to know STP to understand why that's so good. Um, I tried. To, I thought about Vaseline because that was what like, got me into it. There's just a lot of really good STP out there, and um, but mu- much like yeah. um, the song that I picked from Alice in Chains that was uh, acoustic, Nutshell, uh, Plush, yeah. Plush is all over TikTok, and I hear it, and it's like, where were you when you heard Plush by Stone Temple Pilots for the first time? And I'm like, oh, I d- I don't know this song. I I'm hearing it for the first time right now. It's like that. Uh, yes. Uh, like the the Donald Trump, like uh, you're I'm, you're telling me for the first time that that was me this week. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Scott Weiland is an incredible vocalist too. He doesn't have a huge range, but he's got this really cool like raspy raspiness to him that I think only a troubled person can have. Yeah, I think there's just a certain weight to it. Um, yeah, I fucking love Scott Weiland's voice, man. Um, so yeah. Give it, give it, go on a deep dive, deal. I dare you. We'll do it together. Hold my hand, <laughs> hold my hand, and take me away to Stone Temple Pilot Land. This was this was very, 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 very close to being mayonnaise by the Smashing Pumpkins because that's one of my favorite songs ever, and it's just so, it's so oh god, the guitar in that song is so fucking good. That actually sent me on a spiral in Smashing Pumpkins. So I've been in a big Smashing Pumpkins kick, but it's like no, let me break out of that. Let's listen to some Stone Temple Pilots, and I was. Super happy to help help introduce you to them. Um, yeah, spoiler alert: we're probably going to do both for our ultimate playlists this summer, uh, Smashing Pumpkins and STP. So, oh, man, yeah, we're we're gonna get super nineties. We're gonna weave wearing <laughs> flannel all summer, son. Um, my fifth track for you: "Suicide Messiah" by Black Label Society. Yep, again, what a pick, dude. Uh, you know I love Black Label Society. You know I love Zach Wild. So again, you're listening to me. Um, but this again, this is probably one of the top five songs I would show someone who I was trying to get to listen to Black Label Society because it does everything that I love about BLS. It's uh, Mr. Zach Wild shredding and ripping up a guitar. Um, him showing off his really honestly, really impressive pipes. Um, and it's all wrapped up in like this biker metal package, which I think is like super cool. I always, I always loved like this kind of, I don't even know if that's a genre, but it's like Zach Wild looks like your stereotypical biker. He's fucking ripped. He's fucking shredded, but he's got like this kind of sweet tone to his voice. Like he does a lot of really, really good, like acoustic tracks that I, I think really show off his vocal range um but he also he's a modern guitar god there's a reason he was picked to play with ozzy for so long because he's probably the closest to randy Rhodes you're gonna get nowadays and yeah it's just i i love his voice because it sounds he sounds like somebody that would beat the shit out of you laugh help you up buy you a shot of jack and then you would both black out together and have a great night like just like a super tough biker dude where you look at him wrong, he's just fucking socky in the face. 
and then you're just going to have a good time because in the, underneath he's just a big old teddy bear man it's just i don't know it's there's something cool yeah this is this is the one i struggled with the most in trying to find a last artist because I think like you picking Stone Temple Pilots, I want to pick something a little more like 90s, early 2000s. I think this is 05. And I know you love Zach Wilde. I know you love Black Label Society. And I wasn't super familiar. So yeah, I think I was drawn to it when I heard it. So selfishly, I kind of picked it because I wanted to listen to it all week. It does feel like Motorhead, a little more metally Motorhead. And so biker biker metal is, a, is appropriate. I will say... My one drawback to this song, the last minute and a half is unnecessary. Sure. You're, if you're listening to it and your phone's not around, you're like, damn it. I wish my phone was around so I could <laughs> skip the last minute and a half. And this song always came on first when I hit shuffle. I don't know how it happened, but it happened every single time. I swear to, I swear to God. And swear to God. I swear to God it happened every time. And But... Irregardless, I love this track and I love Black Label Society. It was another one I was like, I know Kev loves it, so I'll probably like it. And so I I listened to enough tracks and went through a lot of their discography to find this one that I really, really was drawn to. So Yeah. What, so I'm curious I'm curious about some of the songs you did. So did like did you get to like Stoned and Drunk or like Super Terrorizer? Because Super Terrorizer fucking rips, dude. Yeah, so I really wanted to pick one that was from before 03, because I, I wanted to know you listened to it at OzFest 03. But when I heard this one and it was from 05, I was like, ah, fuck it. This one's so good. I can't, I can't resist. Well, he, he was playing with Ozzy anyway. He was just playing Ozzy songs, so okay. I wouldn't have heard any of them at OzFest 03. So okay. you're good. Yeah, that, that was uh, my yeah. thought going in. Like, I want to take Kev back to OzFest 03, because I love hearing OzFest 03 stories. And we're going to find you an Ozfesto 3 t-shirt, damn it. Yeah, man. For yeah. You, one for you and one for me. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to like Grant messaged me after listening to that episode. He's like, dude, I think I have that shirt in a double XL. Like, I probably never wore it. Let me see if I can find it. And then we started telling stories about that day. And I had forgotten that it had, like, it had been, like, really, really fucking muddy, especially down in, like, the pit area. And people were getting thrown out because they kept throwing mud up on the stage and shit. And, uh... That like Grant was telling me, he moved from the lawn where I was at up to like the fifth row in the pit, just because people kept getting kicked out. <laughs> so there kept being more room. Um, yeah, man, it was fun talking to somebody who also saw the same concert as me, or saw the same show as me. And I, you know, that was like ten years before I ever actually met Grant. So we had this cool like shared experience before we even knew it. And he's like, "Yeah, man, we were probably there staring at the same pair of titties." And I'm like, "Yep, probably." <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's uh that's our picks. I love. I had so much fun doing this, and I loved hearing your reasoning. I pretty much knew, and I think that's because we are so in sync, and we know each other's music tastes so well. And like, I don't know. It was just it was fun to know that you knew me and that I knew you, and to pick songs that was like, "Hey, Kev, you know how much I like you." I know what you like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. You didn't have to lead me there, you know. Yeah, we didn't really talk about this at all when we were building them, so it was kind of cool. I'm proud of myself that I did well because, like I said, I didn't think my acumen. I think your acumen and my style of music is how, like I said earlier, you have more crossover into mine than I have crossover into your world. If that makes sense, so yeah. I'm proud of myself that I did a good job. No, and I, I think selfishly throughout the show. I've tried to listen to more of what you're into because I've listened to so much of my own shit that like I want to listen to what you're listening to. And so, yeah, that, it definitely rubs off on me. So I've become way more into metal throughout this show um, than ever. Like a, a lot of the music I listen to now is metal adjacent. I would have ne like Bill Murray is because of this show. You know what I mean? Five, five years ago, I don't know if I would have been into him the same way, you know? So it is interesting to see, the the transformation over time even from us starting two years ago when we did a playlist and we were like trying to pick songs for one another this felt so much easier yeah and i like midwest emo i'm, I'm not afraid to admit it i like a lot of it and uh that's something i would have if you told me that three years ago like before we started the show i told you to fucking get out of my face <laughs> so. it used to be so nerve-wracking to show you music because like I just didn't know. I and now I know. I I'm very confident in what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. 
it's cool, man. I mean, like I said, we're, we're, we're creeping up on three years of doing this show. So um, we've been doing it for a long fucking time. Yeah, we've been podcasting a long time, dude. It's been for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> long <laughs> time. Um, yeah, man. Let's get into songs of the show, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah, you want me to go first or you want to go first? I'll go first because I'm okay. really excited. Uh, Heart Attack Man came out with a new album. Uh, as we're recording today, we're recording a little bit later in the week than normal. So we've got a lot of release radar picks that we're picking um, that are going to be very like three days old by the time you guys hear this. Um, so, yeah, it has a, a whole new album. And my favorite song is the last track on it. Uh, See You on the Other Side, which is the evolution of a band that has been so shock rocky and like, but still good. And this was just like, I felt like it was where it was just like damn i'm so glad they got here man like this song is everything i love about the band and um yeah the lyrics are great it's just like he's grown up he's not necessary like a lot of the songs on the album are like about still kind of shock rocky stuff like um put me out like a kennedy or like i've got a a nine sitting by my bed or you know like i I've got C4 strapped to my chest, but this one felt mature and it felt like a great way to end the album. So I was just very, very pleased. The album's 10 songs, 29 minutes long. So it's, you can breeze through it on the drive to work, but uh, I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, I was shocked by it. Uh, probably for the same reasons that you like it is because um, I know what Heart Attack Man is. Um, I've still got my Heart Attack Man sticker on my wallet that I, the, <laughs> that you gave me so a long time ago. Um, so I think about Heart Attack Man all the time. And when I clicked it, I was like, okay, cool. I can't wait to listen to this. Then I got, <laughs> excuse me, I got something way different than what I was expecting. It's like, it was more, I don't want, like subdued is not the right word, but I think grown up is probably the best way to put it. And I really enjoyed it, man. It was, it was just a cool trip and it's nice to be surprised by, something and still like it you know what i mean yeah so yeah i was i was super super pumped for for this song and yeah dug it and i, and I was surprised by how much i did like it like immediately because like i said i was i was expecting something a little bit different than what i got so. those guitars are funky man like that riff yeah. is so good out the gate and the freaking nature tour is is starting uh i think they started yesterday so they started the day before the album got released and now they're doing a big uh uh, album tour which i love when they start uh, a new tour to like uh, support an album and my younger brother and i are going to see him in india in about a month so i was really really pumped about this hell yeah man i uh, love it my my pick is introduction live at electric lady by denzel curry and i feel like this is almost like a natural evolution from the roots earlier he starts the song with uh, Make It Funky For Me. And this beat is so, oh, it's so fucking good. And Denzel Curry's the best in the game right now, in my opinion. Um, as far as like guys who, if you're not, a, if you're just a casual hip hop fan, you may not know his name, but people who know hip hop know a Denzel Curry. And yeah, man, he's just so fucking good. He raps about anime, which made me love him right away from when I started listening to him like five, six years ago. Um, I played the wheels off that Black Balloons album, and some of his stuff since then has been kind of hit or miss for me. But this is fucking a true return to form. This is hip hop the way it should be in the modern era. He would fit right in with like the late '90s, early 2000s guys. Man, he's just he's so fucking good. I love Denzel Curry. I love everything about him. Fucking listen to the song; it's great. Yeah, right out the gate, it's like, oh shit, this is gonna be good. And I think I you sent it to me, and I like thirty seconds, and I text you like, "Yeah, this fucks," because yeah, it, yeah, it is very nineties um, hip hop feel, and the Denzel captures it the same way Childish Gambino captures it. So it's not dead; it's just like you got to go searching for it. A lot like what we talked about with country, and the fact that this is live and it sounds so good, it doesn't sound like a live performance at all. Um, and I love the wordplay on introduction. It's the last song on the the live album. And I don't know. I was just like, damn, this hit the spot. It was like a tasty little dessert after we had our full meals this week. Yeah, man. I got I got off work early today and I came home, laid down on my couch, hooked my phone up to my Bluetooth, my nice speakers here, and I just listened to my release radar. And 
you and I were talking about it. Are there, there's so much good music releasing right now. And I loved all 30 tracks on my release. Like I loved all of them. And I was like, which one do I fucking pick? And I kept coming back to this one because it is so, it's just so crisp and so clean. And it's just like, when you hear music like that, that's just like crystalline. And it's just like, fuck dude, this is so good. It can't be denied. And I just like, I could have picked any no any one of those thirty songs, and I really thought about most of them for the song of the show. But man, what a what a fucking good day I've had! Just coming home, taking off my pants, laying on the couch, playing music loud because I knew nobody was home, and I'm like, let's fucking go. Yep, great great music day. If your release radar wasn't that good, I'm sorry, but ours ours crushed, and it, mine's been crushing the last couple weeks. And yeah, I've I think I tell everybody like I. I make playlists kind of as like with current music and I kind of go through that every week. If I don't have a good release radar, I kind of go through that playlist of songs from my release radar just to kind of stay current with music and see what my favorite artists are putting out. And it is one of the best things about Spotify that um, is, is unmatched for sure. Yeah, man. It's yeah. If your release radar sucked the last couple of weeks, I don't You got to listen to better music. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was fire last week too. This one was even better. So step your game up, son. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. And it's the summer, and people are bringing out the singles. Probably albums coming out in the late summer or early fall. It's just like it's an exciting time for music, and it feels like we've kind of leveled out after COVID. And it's just like people are in album cycles again, and it, just, it feels good to be back in the rhythm of of constant music um, and getting to go see artists when they put out music. So, um, yeah. That's our episode. Do you know what you want to do next week? Because I do not want to do the Devastation playlist next week. No, it's, that time for that is past. That's a, that's a winter playlist if we, yeah. if we want to do one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, we'll figure something out. We'll dig back into the well, see if there's anything we want to do again. Bring back for a second or a third time, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Figure it out. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to go check out our social media, uh, Twitter is at OffClef. Our Instagram is at OffTheBeatenClef. Uh, check out our merch at offthebeatenclef.com. If you want to send us an email, offthebeatenclef at gmail.com. And we have a link to our Discord if you want to join in. Uh, we just, it's music all day, every day. Uh, and um, it's just, it's a great community. We have so many great people in there that just have such a wide array of music. And if you are like us and you love going down rabbit holes, we do it once a week at least. There's so much going on outside of the show on the Discord that makes it uh, really enjoyable. And if you're a music nerd and can't get enough and you get tired of waiting every week to hear a one-hour episode, that's where the fun is, is on our Discord. Yeah, somebody somewhere in the Discord is doing a deep dive on something. <laughs> so, For no other reason than just like, I want to do it. Um, yeah, it's I, like, I got yeah. the itch. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a fun time, so... Yeah, join in and uh, help us pick out next week's episode. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye.